Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger. I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World. That book is going to be out in January 2019, but I didn't want to wait until that time to start talking to superheroes of love. And guess what? Here's the news. You are a superhero of love. And through talking to other superheroes like yourself, tapping into that little superhero inside of you, I'm hoping that you and I and all of us start feeling more and more like superheroes of love, meaning that we love and are loved more than ever before. So welcome. Let's get this party started. Welcome, superheroes. We are here today in the presence of a beautiful superhero of love. You will know she is a superhero of love when I tell you about her new book in one second. But first, let me tell you, she's a New York Times bestselling author of many books, not just one, not just two, not three, not four, not five, but many, many books, including When Words Matter Most. And I mentioned that one because she is a wordsmith and her love language one of her love, major love languages where she shares and inspires the rest of us superheroes of love is through her words. Um, she's also a communications professional and a well-known media personality who's appeared all over the place, including the Today Show. And she is absolutely unequivocally welcomed into the superhero of love world. You are a superhero of love, Robin Spiesman. I feel like I, I've been Batman and Robin for a long time. So I'm now with the real superhero of love. This is awesome. We'll be the dynamic duo. My cape, my cape is on. I'm ready. I can tell it's flapping in the air conditioning behind you. There you go. That's right. And her new book, I'm going to hold it up for those of you that are looking at the video, but this will be audio. I'm holding up the book cover, but it'll be on the podcast notes also for those of that just listening to the audio, Loving Out Loud, The Power of a Kind Word. And I am so excited to talk to, about you, talk to you about this book because it is such a superhero of love tool. Every superhero of love needs this. It is such a great little manual to take out into the world to start your day with. Um, and we'll talk about why in a second, but first let's talk about how it came about the inspiration for this, which is such a beautiful story. Well, you know, there's two real inspirations for this book and I'll, I'll begin with one of my wonderful husband who said, what would you like for Valentine's day? And I'm a gift giving expert. I talk about, you know, the best gifts that are going to just, you know, wow the receiver. And on this Valentine's Day, our very first, I said, sweetheart, I would really love to wake up every morning and you just say something really nice and make my day and put a smile on my face. And so he said, how about good morning, beautiful. And we started with that. He, every morning, kept his word and the gift kept giving. And then there's post-it notes by the cereal bowl and the coffee maker. And then it became GMB. And then Perhaps the day went by and it was a particularly busy day and maybe at four or five o'clock in the afternoon, it'd be good morning, beautiful. And it just became our little tradition. And it reminded me not only how much that I am loved, but how much I adore him and I'd return the compliments. And I think it was just that, that little bit of I'm thinking of you and the words became powerful reminders. And how simple was that gift? It was free, no mall. No worry about the size, the return. Um, I've, I've kept it and returned it to sender. And so that's been a, a powerful gift. 
That is beautiful. I know that the person that did your foreword is the woman that wrote Random Acts of Kindness. And that's what this book's, book reminds me of, but it's like the modern day version of it. It's, it's the superhero of love version. But the bottom line is everybody doing whatever they can to spark other people to spread love and goodness in the world. And your book is so full of beautiful tips for how you can do that with all different kinds of people not just spouses, but also... That's right. How many children do you have? I have two children, and together my husband and I have five. And so we have six grandchildren, and we feel very blessed. And so the loving out loud concept is not just love in the romantic sense of the word. So you bring up your children and kids and grandchildren and friends and family members and cousins and sisters and it's, it's about uh, connecting. It's about connecting with some positive force that reminds you when we pay attention to someone. It's not flattery. It's not, you know, insincere compliments. It's when we pay attention to someone and we let the words out loud that we feel and think instead of letting them, you know, remain buried in our, in our minds. We really give someone a gift. And that gift is so powerful. It reminds them how much they're valued. And we must do this for each other. Yeah, and especially for children. And um, I also love, can I just say that I love your book, de- book's dedication. It says this book, it, you have uh, a few dedications in it, but the final dedication is the book is also dedicated to you, my reader. Make the world a better place because you are in it. Be the reason someone feels especially loved today which is such a great, I love that. That alone made me fall into your book. And, oh, wow. and that's nice. Because it's so great. Now, some people, let's talk about the people that you and I are obviously more extroverted, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. how about the people that are more introverted or who, you know, here's the thing is that like when you don't feel valued yourself, you feel like, what you give is not going to be valued either. So what do you say to people? How did those people step up to give? Well, I interviewed in Loving Out Loud, the power of a kind word, all different kinds of individuals, some who were loved as a child and easily emote, others who um, feel very awkward and foolish when they're expressing feelings, and introverts and extroverts, and it, just the A to Z. And what I really learned from everyone is that you can't make someone love you out loud. You can't just snap your fingers. So how do we look at each other and figure out this way in which we can communicate more thoughtfully? And so one of the little ideas that begins in this book is certainly a self-awareness of how do you sound? Are you negative? And not meaning to be, but... You're constantly noticing it's the weather's bad, the day is difficult, the traffic is awful, and we don't hear ourselves. And so the first thing to do is to catch yourself saying something good. Mm. See how it feels. Notice what happens when you thank someone and you slow down, <sighs> you take a deep breath, and you realize that you have enormous ability to affect someone's day, to brighten their day, or actually, you know, um, make their day a little bit more difficult. 
So if we each uh, have the intention, a good point. start with yourself, look in the mirror. And instead of saying to yourself, you look tired, you're this, you're that, that this, try to say something like, you know, today's going to be a good day, Robin. We got it. Let's oh. just take one thing at a time. And, and because we can't go farther than a, a few hundred feet in life, we have right. to stop and slow down and recognize our minds are powerful, powerful. One of the things that a lot of my friends are dealing with right now is aging parents. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you, like, how can we support our aging parents best, especially if they are homebound or hospital bound or, you know, so um, let's talk a little bit about that, about giving to people that are or they could be ill, but a lot of a lot of my friends are dealing with aging parents right now. So Bridget, this has been a really rough few years. I lost both of my parents. Um, thank goodness they lived a, a beautiful, um, long life. And when they died, it was just my, the grieving was just unbelievable. And I learned a lot about love during that process, but I learned a lot about love in the final years of their life. And I thought about as, as personalities changed, as Alzheimer's set in, as challenges were right and left, I realized that this was my opportunity to pour love back into them, but to meet them where they were at and not expect the day to be, you know, Pollyanna fabulous and to be a good listener. So any of your friends going through uh, a parent who's aging, a parent who has been blessed with a long life and now a lot of challenges. The first thing to do is to realize you have organizational skills and you have talents. And it might be that you're great at um, cooking, you know, a certain meal that they'll enjoy and freezing little freezer pleasers. If a parent is in a nursing home or a convalescent center, getting to know everybody there, taking the time to really meet and know who's taking care of your parent so that your relationship, you're building new families everywhere you go with aging parents. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're, you know their numbers, you know how to reach a doctor, you know when the doctor's coming and visiting. I became in charge of so many details and it was overwhelming, but I would stop every day and just, try to realize that I could make the day better. I didn't lose time by giving my attention to details. So I'd right. go with my mother to a doctor's appointment. I'd have to sign releases if I was going to be allowed to be informed. And I really understood a lot of the processes and I made notes. I kept books. I kept files. So what I want to say is it's not the job anyone wants because you don't want to see your parents aging or ill. But if you look at it as such important time, you can't get it back. And now I'd give anything for one of those days that was a fire drill and it was a mess and it was difficult. I'd give anything back just to be with them again, just yeah. for one, just for an hour. So it's kind of choked up, but yeah, I, think I want to just say, if you love out loud, when my dad had Alzheimer's, I was able to read him a page of a book and he'd say, would you get the car and bring it around front? And he'd say these things and I'd go, okay, dad, where do you want to go? And he'd tell me, let's go to the park. And then we'd swing and we'd look at the blue sky and I'd listen to the birds sing. And 
I went with it, not to try to talk them into some reality that wasn't so. So I just want everyone to realize, meet someone where they are, a child, make it fun to cooperate and be kind. You can't make someone be nice, but you can inspire them. <laughs> That's great. Isn't that sad that we can't make people be nice? No, I just, and I want to say that was very moving and I'm, I'm sorry for your losses. And Thank you. it's so beautiful. You obviously have, even though uh, you are such a wordsmith and words are such a beautiful talent of yours, you're also a great listener. And that is, it seems like that is a major part of loving out loud is listening mm -hmm. for the cues from the people that you love of what is going to make a difference for them. Am I correct in, in that yes. saying that? It is because I learned to listen. I mean, the idea that I was also interested. See, there's a few things that you can do if you want to love out loud. So you can start today. Be interested in someone. For example, Bridget, we've never met. I'm so happy to be on your show. What encouraged you to do this show? I read about your story. That was, that. wow, you are... <laughs> You are a superwoman. <laughs> and I took time to get interested in, well, what motivated Bridget to start this show? And maybe I'd say to you now, what's one thing you learned from my book that maybe you'll implement in your life? Tell, tell, me, tell me what, I'm interested in what you think. Yeah. Um, and, and truly, I, I love that you can pick up, this is the best thing about your book, is that you can open it to any, any page, and all the chapters are loving, loving your friends, loving your kids, loving your family, loving your husband or, or partner, etc. But you can open up any of these pages and be inspired, even if it's for children, and use it for adults. Like it's, I love that you can just flip through it. And, and, and get inspired to give. I love this, the business of kindness, which is a big passion of mine too, bringing love and kindness into the, into the C-suite. Um, <laughs> but yes. um, so, yeah, so, so, many, um, so many tips to, to love out loud. And I love that thing. Yes, being interested instead of being interesting. Everybody's so, you know, especially I think when you're younger, you're so interested in, in being interesting instead of being interested in others. So it's a great, it's a, it's a great tip. And Bridget, the other thing too, is we're, we're very quick to give advice constantly. And I think that one of the things we can also recognize as we listen to someone is to learn to maybe reframe it with, after you hear someone say, how may I help you? Mm. You know, it's like, I could try to fix it. I might not have the best advice in the world, but Maybe someone just needs to be heard. So they might say, you really can't fix this, but thanks for listening. Ah, I feel like someone knows I'm alive. I'm, yeah. I'm here. I'm, I'm having this problem. And it really matters. So I think that's the other thing. Sometimes we try to fix everything. We try to fix it for our children. We try to rush in, yeah. save everybody from some of the things that happen in life. And it'd be great if we could. But I think the other thing is maybe asking how might, might I help? And then try it a little day, you know, a little a day. So maybe a friend just needs to go on a walk and talk and you're going to listen. And you both had a great walk. My, loving um, out loud is, is a, it's, it comes in a lot of forms. Yeah. And it's giving and receiving as much as you're giving, you're receiving back. Um, 
when my father died, my friend very genuinely had never asked me this question. And I'd known her since I was 11 years old. She had never asked me this question, but she asked it in the most pure hearted, calm way. She just said, what can I do that could make a difference for you right now? You know, it wasn't that she was trying to make me feel less sad or anything. It was just, she wanted to do something that would make a difference for me. And I was just like, wow, that's such a great question. I'm going to use that. <laughs> just, know. you know, yeah. it's, but, um, but she said right now, right. You know, it's like, like she felt your pain. And of course, I'm sorry for your loss. And, you know, we have so many different losses in life and they come in all different shapes. We've lost a job maybe, or a partner or a friend or, and we're all facing these challenges. And what I believe that I've learned in loving out loud is that when you are truthful and you're kind at the same time, people hear you better. So mm -hmm. if we start thinking about before we say something, how will someone hear us? We're going to make a lot more progress in being heard. So loving out loud has a lot of dynamics. It's a, it's a very exciting thing to do to, to encourage a child to be a kinder finder you know, oh, put on their kind, kindness cap and look for people doing kind things. It's like this amazing new game of I spy, but it's, you know, oh, I that's spy great. kindness. Yes, that is a great idea. You have so many great, um, I love the, the little library idea. I love you had so many great ideas. Have you always been this way? Because it feels like when I was looking at the titles of your books too, that this has been, did you pop out of the womb like this? I'm so curious because <laughs> so you seem like you have been spreading love and goodness since for a very long time. When I was a little girl, the, 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 the stories about me were that I was I absolutely just very busy, very busy. And, um, I would hide under the bed, didn't want to go to school, you know, as a little three-year-old, four-year-old kindergartner. Um, I only wore cowboy shirts and I didn't like dresses. And, you know, so, so it sounds like, you know, I was a real tomboy, played with the boys, great at baseball. It, it really, the, the thing is we all have these stories, right? What were you like as a little girl? Did you come this way? You have an energy that is like, oh my gosh, you know? Yeah, I'm told by my parents that I was very, very shy. And I don't know when it shifted that I became not as shy. I have no idea when that happened. But I do remember I've always loved giving things and making little cards. And like I, I knew from a very young age that expressing love felt almost better for me than it did for the other person. I mean, you know, it's just like it was just this fun pursuit of expressing love that's for sure and it's just like my the bicycle man when I was five I drew a picture of him he fixed my bicycle and I wrote him a poem and then he framed it in the store and we brought the poem and so oh. you and I making all the greeting cards and I was great at like you know put rhymes every time you know so I grew up enjoying that it was creative for me so what I love is that I have a little desk upstairs my husband and I build it with thank you notes. So when the grandchildren come over, they're ever so moved to write us a thank you note for the wonderful time they had. All the materials are there and they oh, can even draw great. a picture and leave it in the desk and um, it's there. So it's kind of like the I love you library you mentioned. We have an I love you library, but it's also having respect for books. We take one out 
and you put one back before you take the next one out. And I, they call me row, row. It's like row, row, row your boat. But yeah. And the row, row rules are we, we treat books the same way we treat people. We treat mm. each other the same way we care for as we turn the pages to be mm. gentle, to talk, you know, kindly. And I think the nicest thing is I can share a quick story is that our seven-year-old granddaughter, we were at a concert and she's meeting all these grown-ups, and that's not really fun for a child. And it was a great concert. It was an Angelica Hale concert. Um, and so what happened was my little granddaughter, I said to her, I'm going to give you a thumbs up. In fact, two, the next time you meet one of these grown-ups, if you say nice to meet you <gasps> and then just give a smile and look at me and I'm going to do, I'm going to give you the thumbs up. And of course, first it was, well, what about candy or a toy? And I'm like, no, <laughs> just thumbs up, you know, it's okay. So, so that made me really happy. Well, this friend of mine walked over this very well-known individual in the community and said, hi, Danny. And she said, nice to meet you. And I'm like, Oh, and then my friend's like falling out, this polite child. Normally that should be like normal, right? But this polite child who was very poised and thoughtful and, and yeah. she was so proud of herself because she got reinforcement. I think what we need to do is just teach children not to be a grown. I don't want her to be not, I, she's a seven-year-old, but right. I think it's so nice to teach them words. And so when Bella got in the car, she said, how was your day, Roro? She beat me to the punch. Oh my gosh. So this conversation, children learn yeah. what we model and we need to model it, not because we want to make someone nice, but because it's the right thing to do. You know, if it's, it's in your heart, children understand it. It makes our hearts smile when mm -hmm. they cooperate. Oh, it's so beautiful. It makes our hearts smile. I love that. I was just watching an old movie the other day. I can't remember which one it was, but from the forties and, and uh, the gentleman said, how do you do um, when he greeted somebody? And I, I, I have, I had completely, I was thinking, oh my God, that is completely gone from our lexicon. We no longer say, how do you do? When was the last time you heard someone say, how do you do? How do you do? A little bit. Maybe a little bit more recently because you're in the South, but in California, I haven't heard it in decades. And like uh, someone else, another um, individual on our show told a story how a woman said to her, you're so lovely. Aww. And it was like, she said she never forgot that because someone was thoughtful and she felt she did a lovely thing. So we know when we're nice, we know when we're kind. And then when someone notices it, you have to remember, you might put out, 20,000 kindnesses. When you get one back, there's just an energy exchange. But when Donna Markova, who's an amazing woman who was the co-creator of Random Acts of Kindness, wrote my foreword, my world just like went, wow. Um, she really understands. She's the one who coined the, the term Random Acts of Kindness. And she named this book, Loving Out Loud, um, as she read it, she said she relaxed. This mm. is not a book that preaches go be, you know, how to go be nice. This is a book that says it's easy and here's a way to do it. And uh, watch what happens. It's, it's kind of like magic. And Donna wrote this beautiful forward. And after you read it, you'll understand it's, um, it's life affirming and, and life changing. And I know. I love how she this. says, I, "I wish I had written. I'd written this book." <laughs> That's my favorite she thing. Her it's first, so her first line was, "Look at that. 
was so generous. I wish I had written this book. I'm glad Robin Spiesman did. Yes. I like, I like to say, Bridget, this book wrote me because mm -hmm. these amazing stories of people doing remarkably sensitive, kind, loving things in little, little bits for birthdays and anniversaries, but also for, for every day, um, teachers and students and sisters and friends and children and aging parents. Um, and right now I know someone who's going through a very difficult time. He bought 20 books because he wants everyone to know that he's challenged with a uh, memory situation and he's given the books out so that people will love him. Um, and they know he loves them. He wants it. He wants it signed, sealed and delivered that he loves each of them. Out loud. So when we love out loud, we give the book we love out loud. And guess what? You just probably will be loved out loud in return. It's yeah. it's what I'm I'm witnessing. Powerful statement to say, I wish to be loved out loud. That means acknowledging me sometimes, noticing, and realizing sometimes I'm tired. And 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 I've had a hard day too. You know, it's just wonderful. That's when my little five-year-old granddaughter said. How was your day, Roro? Oh, it it could be any age. Talk about awesome. making a hard smile. That's yep. such, she should write that book. Her book, her little five-year-old book should be, How Was Your Day, Roro? I know. How was your day? <laughs> and the, so I'll tell her you said that. She'll <laughs> like that. Um, but I think the bottom line is loving out loud. It's, it's going into the universe with the goal of truly not just being nice, but realizing when you share your attention, when you slow down, stop hurrying and stop worrying and start focusing on gratitude and on the little things people do to make your day more pleasant and you let them know, learn about them, learn where they're from. Say to someone, you're so interesting. I'd love to get to know you better. Make a new friend. That's probably the most powerful part of this book. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I made a new friend. I said, okay, I got to, I got to take this book to heart. I have a new neighbor. I thought it'd be wonderful to get to know her before we moved into the neighborhood. I called her and said, I said, I hope, I hope that this is, is okay with you, but I'd love to get to know you better. I'm going to be your new neighbor. And might that be something you're interested in? I'd love to take you to lunch. And her reply changed me because she said, I am so open to a warm and loving friendship. I would wow. welcome a new friend. Wow. She said what kind of friendship we're going to have. It's either going right. to be warm and kind and generous and loving, or it's not going to be. And I thought, that's it. That's it, Bridget. That's beautiful. That's so powerful. She's putting up a boundary, but she's also giving and receiving all. She's opening the door, but it's yeah. a door of, it's the door in the manner in which she wishes to build the friendship. Right. We talk all the time. We're texting, we're leaving each other messages. We're cheering each other on. And she's already a wonderful neighbor. And I consider her a, a, a new friend. So I think that's it. If you just do one thing from this show, recognize you cannot make someone snap to it and love you out loud. You can start sharing what loving out loud means mm -hmm. and watch what happens. It's like a boomerang will come right back at you when you least expect it. But a soft, beautiful boomerang. <laughs> it is. It's soft and it's not like an arrow, you know, it's like, you know, and you have to be open. 
you have to be open to a little bit of change because at first it might for some people feel very awkward um one gentleman gave a compliment after reading the book and like everybody almost fell over because it's not what he normally does and yet he felt so good he gave another one and i was in the room and so they were like going where's the book this is we're gonna get everybody the book <laughs> and so the book the book the book is working and i'm very grateful yeah the, book the is reason somebody feels very loved today i kind of think that could be all of our mission you know superhero yeah. be a superhero of kindness but be your own superhero inspire yourself to to reach out to lift up show up clap loud you know there you go and it can start super small you can start with just a tiny little post-it left next to a cereal bowl that's mm -hmm. how simple it can be to start right or just a simple right. good morning beautiful i just love that it just freezes time there's something about stopping your day and changing your to-do list to a to love list oh, and the to love yes. list I love the to that. love list. If you try it one time, Bridget, I'm not kidding. This is true. Um, I spoke to someone in another interview and all of a sudden she, this, this woman welled up with tears and she said, I love puppies. I love cats. I love gardening. And I haven't seen a puppy, a cat or a garden in decades. Oh. So her to love list, while she had a ton of errands, she, she wrote on her love list, you know, um, walk at the park and, 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 and notice dogs, um, pet my friend's cat and ask if, if I could babysit the cat. Um, you know, start a garden in my backyard by planting one flower pot, not the whole thing, like underwhelm yourself. Right. I think the to love list is the way to go. And if you return to it, even after all the things are checked off on your to-do list, the to love list has your priorities. At the end of the day, it's not, you're not going to remember all the errands. You're going to remember, did you feel love? And did you make others feel appreciated? So start there. Thank you for all of that wisdom. And thank you for this book. It's a beautiful book. I love the cover. It makes me happy to pick it up. It's a happy making book. And literally any page that you turn to, you either have this really great quick tip of how to make a difference in somebody's life, or you have a really inspiring story. So thank you for both of those things. Thank you for this book. And thank you for loving out loud and for being a superhero of love. And thank you, Bridget, because you're as a superhero of love, you know, you're, you're, you're helping individuals learn how to move forward. And in the most positive way, the best version of themselves in a way that recognizes that if we think negative thoughts, we, we attract negative things. And if we start trying to really work on ourselves in a positive way, we start noticing little things that can mean a lot. And I'm very grateful to New World Library who published this book. They are a publisher devoted to putting books out there that, that will brighten lives. I've been in a great company that takes a, it, it's more than a village. It takes a, it takes a, it takes a universe to write a book and New World Library's got 
they've got the corner on that world. Very grateful for your time, time and um, your energy. I wish you only the best. I can see in you, there's a spirit and you're going to make it happen. Oh, thank you. It. No, you know, the subtitle of my book is Heal, Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World. And that Go Save the World is what your book is giving us all, all the little thank tips you. to put in our little superhero packs to go out and save the world because the world needs more love that we can all agree on no matter what side of the political spectrum you're on i think we can all agree that the world could use more love right so yes. it's a beautiful Absolutely. anything that is going to inspire people to bring more love into their daily lives into their communities to their neighbors as you did it's so beautiful thank you well thank you for this wonderful interview and i know your heart's in it and you're going to do great things so thank you for your time thank you robin that was robin spiesman check her out at robinspiesman.com and also get her book wherever you get your books loving out loud it is so lovely and love provoking love inspiring superhero love making and if you like this podcast, please go rate and review it. Um, that really helps bring more superheroes of love into the fold, and we really appreciate it. So rate, review it, share it with your friends, spread the love, and go get loving out loud. Thanks, everybody, for coming. Have a great day, superhero.